1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to 49ers 49ers all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. Here's your host, John Chapman.
2: What is going on faithful? Um, here we are a Sunday without football and it hurts, (laughs) it hurts the bottom of the soul. And so I wanted to jump on. I appreciate everybody's messages asking, where is the podcast? Um, Took some time off from recording live, uh, not from working on the podcast whatsoever. Um, obviously, we're working on our huge draft party that we're throwing in Las Vegas. Um, you know, <laughs> I might as well throw up the flyer. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Fred Warner, you know, just working on I, I, This is new to me. <laughs> you know, I got to pay for flights and rooms and handlers at the airport and things like that, which is awesome. And it's a great party to have. Uh, great problem to have, I should say. But uh, really, really excited about this. And so, spending a lot of time just shoring up all the details on that. If you haven't got your tickets yet, um, head over to 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Get your tickets. We're going to be partying on the strip for the first night of the draft. We are still uh, working on day two, what that's going to look like, and throw that party together. That's going to be a lot more laid back, chill. But this is going to be, you know, a Vegas event on the strip it's going to be incredible really really excited about this um so uh working on that and patreon we're we're throwing up videos over there like crazy uh working through the corners which i'm going to share a couple clips from you guys um just about you know what this corner breakdown class is looking like got a couple prospects i want to share with you as we go through this because it is draft season And this year, above all years, is perhaps more complicated and convoluted than most drafts because no matter where you are, the season lasted an additional two weeks on top of every other year to the draft. So we lost two weeks just in preparations. You know, the Niners made the NFC Championship, which was great, but also, like, (laughs) last year, The 49ers were out of it in November. You know, we're just getting started in February, but that's okay. Just means more work. Got to work harder. That's not even close to, you know, it's it's a good problem to have. Just means we got to work hard. And we're going to put out the best draft content that there is. We'll share some of those clips at the end of it. But I wanted the nuts and bolts of this episode. And shout out to the Hashtag Countdown Crew. I love seeing everybody in there. Uh, We're approaching episode 500. And I'm, I want to do a big giveaway. I haven't really decided what I want to do yet, but uh, I want to do a big giveaway for episode 500. So all those hashtag CCs, really appreciate it. Get them in because we're going to be doing something special here in a week or two. That's coming up very, very soon. So, But let's talk quarterbacks because with the offseason and the NFL schedule, they have to have this new cycle that is created, and it goes year-round. It doesn't stop um this trade this carousel just keeps spinning around and around and it's not going to stop for the 49ers no matter what happens so you know the title of this podcast Trey Tom and Jimmy G let's go through them. um got a couple trade scenarios that I want to talk through that I put out on Twitter got a lot of responses and you know again the subtext here use logic this offseason pay attention to your sources and trade through like wade through all of the obstacles that are out there with patience and logic and reasoning. What's the source? Okay? So first off, it, are you listening to pro football talk with with Florio because he's o for a thousand whenever it comes to the 49ers. And it, that's his job, right? And with ESPN and you know PFT, their whole thing is they don't care about quality of content. They care about clicks, and they care about those things. So anything that guy says, the next time he is right about the 49ers will be the first time he's right about the 49ers with anything, whether it's quarterbacks, coaching, doesn't matter. So don't allow these, I don't know, yeah, what do you call them whatever the hell you want to, um, don't allow them to ruin or get in the way of what – Good quality content providers are putting out there. So it's just, you just got to filter, right? Filter what's going on and going into your head, especially your 49ers social media and all that stuff. And you're going to have such a better offseason. Um, now, having said that, I've muted Tom Brady <laughs> on social media. So anytime somebody says Tom Brady or Tom or Brady, it doesn't even pull up. But I I, I went and did a bunch of research because I could tell what's being talked about. By the emails and the DMs. And I love the emails and DMs. So please continue to bring those. It kind of gives me a pulse of, you know, what the numbskulls are saying out there. And and that's not a bad thing. They're making money and you're helping them. (laughs) Um, It's it's where we are. and That's not a bad thing. So let's deal with this rumor, okay? Let's talk about Tom Brady. And I think I did something similar before. Tom Brady is still under contract for the Bucks for this year. Still. Okay, number two, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to the Bucks, no matter what, okay? I fit the system that Bruce Arians runs better than Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? And that's an insult, and I, I admit it as such, not that Jimmy G isn't a good quarterback. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is, Bruce Arians throws the ball deep and outside the numbers more than any offensive system in the NFL. That's not a new thing. He did so whenever he was with Arizona and he had no personnel whatsoever. He did so whenever he was with the Steelers. He did so whenever he was with the Colts. That is what he does. Big, strong-armed quarterbacks are his forte. Jimmy Garoppolo is not either of those two things. That's just not what he does. Doesn't mean there's not a place for him. I'm just telling you, I do not see Bruce Arians (laughs) the last two to three years of his career changing his entire system so that he could fit Jimmy Garoppolo. So does that mean we can't trade for Tom Brady? No, it doesn't. But you're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady. That's not happening. So just wave bye-bye to that one. It's not happening. Okay. Now, moving on next. Okay. Is Bruce Arians just going to do Tom Brady a solid and say, man, thank you so much for getting us that Super Bowl. We'll just let you out of your contract and we'll let you go for cheap to an NFC contending team. 0% chance. That's not who Bruce Arians is. Ultimate competitor. You don't let quarterbacks go to other competitors in your conference. You do not do that. Doesn't mean he wouldn't trade them, but there is no team-friendly deal happening here. So what that means is, you're going to have to pay a premium for Tom Brady. And that's to be expected. Not to mention the fact he's retired. Could he come out of retirement? For sure. This year, probably not. But I guarantee you this. When a quarterback trade takes place, it's cross-conference. Or to a terrible team in your conference. 49ers were just in the NFC Championship. And the only reason why they didn't win uh, that game was poor quarterback play and old line play. So you mean to tell me you're going to try to fix... A contending team in your own conference's issues and let them get a cheap deal. That's not how the NFL or business works at all in society. That's not what it is. Um, so maybe Tom Brady will be traded, but it will be to an AFC team. Or that's just what, or a team's going to have to pay a premium and do whatever. But again, I can tell you this Bruce Arians is not rebuilding, that's not what he wants to do. So, yes, he wants a veteran quarterback, but not Jimmy Garoppolo for the things that I said before. So, having said all these things, Tom ain't (laughs) happening. It's not going to happen, guys. Um, Stop letting these people force it. Now, even if Tom wants it, you got to get Bruce Arians on board, too, and that's going to be difficult. Then you're going to have to pay a premium, and you're going to have to trade Jimmy to somebody else. It's just you're creating more friction and more obstacles, which make this less and less likely to take place. Um, from feed, thank you, man. Uh, appreciate the gift on Super Chat. He says, just want to thank you for making amazing content. Thank you. Man, right? Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Love you guys. Um, and it, it's... <laughs> Wading through the trash that is off-season content, I get it. And, you know, I hope that we do a pretty good job of not adding to the fodder that is fiction land. Um, And I hope one of the things that we do is clarify, and there's podcasts that do this out there, but clarify and help understand with logic and reasoning and understanding what is reality and what isn't. Um, So thank you so much, Uh, Steven. He says, what did you think? um, Oh, let's see here of the call. I I missed it real quick. Uh, The contra call. If yeah, I missed it. Uh, I I think I did. So controversial call is what I'm saying. Uh, Let me know what you're saying. Restate that for me, Steven. I apologize. I'm not a very smart man, um, but I do know what football is. Uh, Nice little Forrest Gump. Reference right there. Uh, But anyway, yeah, if you want to restate that, let me know. Tim, he says, Do you think Mosley and Ambry will be our starting outside corners week one, or will we bring somebody in with more talent? So, good question. Yes, I do believe Mosley and Ambry will be the starting outside corners week one. Even if the 49ers use their first draft choice, whether that's early second with the Jimmy trade, or really even a late first with the Jimmy G plus trade, I don't expect Kyle Shanahan, he wants rookies to prove it. It's a meritocracy, and if they don't prove it, no matter where they drafted, they're not playing. And so we've seen Ambry Thomas deliver. We've seen Emmanuel Mosley deliver. Those You're going to have to overcome and beat those guys. Outside of an injury, I don't care who they draft, those are our starting corners. Now, the only thing that I could see that would be different is if perhaps Kwan Williams doesn't come back. Um, we shift... Mosley into slot, which he played early in his career and some in college, um, then another outside corner. So, But I still cannot find a way that Thomas and Mosley do not start on two of the three positions. Ambry Thomas is starting outside, period. That's all there is to it, no matter what. Mosley should start outside but might start inside. So it doesn't matter really who they bring in. Those two guys are starting. Don't care. I, I, and, again, I'll say this. Corner is a big need for us. The depth isn't there. But it's not. The fans have a much bigger need and desire for corner replacements than the coaching staff and front office. It's just who they are. They don't really care that much about it. You know, I saw somebody, I think it was uh, Rich Madrid or Eric Crocker, they were having a debate this morning on Twitter about how coverage is more important than pass rush. And they're correct with how you build your team. If you look at, you know, the Buffalo Bills, if you look at the Patriots, um, you look at a lot of different teams out there, they would agree with that sentiment that you build from the outside in. But if you're asking the 48 ers they would laugh at that. Both are opinions. Neither is quote unquote wrong or right. It's just how you want to build it. And we've seen the 48 ers 1000% believe pass rush dictates how good your coverage is going to be. Um... And so we'll have to see kind of how that plays out. We're just going to have to wait and see what that looks like. Oh, what's up, Biddy? He says, what's up, John? Guess who texted me to remind me of your show? Uh, dude, I freaking love it, man. Uh, the Middas family, absolutely great people. Thank you so much. Glad you guys are here. And, <laughs> oh, let's see here. Ice Cold uh, Narshi. She says, ooh, debunk the Aaron Rodgers trade next. 0% chance happening. One, 49ers should love the fact that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to re-sign with the, with, with the Packers. That's the best news for the 49ers. One, you don't have to concern. You're not concerned at all about them because you can beat them in the playoffs. You're 4-0 against Aaron Rodgers since he's been there. He has zero wins against you in the playoffs. You knocked him out four times. He's got four MVPs, knocked him out four times. I hope he wins MVP again next year. But the idea is this. If he, if he's traded to another team, let's say Broncos, Steelers, whatever, your Jimmy G market just got trunk, just chopped in half. So if, because again, Aaron Rodgers is not going to the 49ers, no matter what, it messed up the relationship between Kyle Shanahan and LaFleur, who have been friends whenever they called last year before the draft to see if there was any way that he could trade them. Hell no. Teams are not trading a back-to-back MVP. I don't think he's back-to-back MVP. Is he? yeah, back-to-back MVP quarterback, to a contending team, not only a contending team, but a team that has knocked you out of the playoffs in two out of the last three years? That's hilarious. Um, And again, people drive narratives. It's very easy to get on Twitter or whatever. If I labeled this, 49ers should trade for Aaron Rodgers, I'd get more views. That's just the sad reality. Because teenagers and whatever else, everybody that watches ESPN, um, would be just like, oh, this guy said this. Guys, that's just not the way it works. Now, that's simple, and it's easy, and it's catchy, and it's flashy. But that is not a. <laughs> it's fiction, man. Um, it's fiction. Now, if there are some situations, and we'll jump into this now. Uh, thank you, Phil. Uh, appreciate the gift, man. Philip, one of the best guys on here. Um, and shoot, I, l- let me plug this real quick. Um, Philip is one of the 49ers Brain Trust. We do monthly Zoom hangout meetings over on Patreon. And our next Zoom meeting we've done two this month is going to be next Sunday. I hate these Sundays without football, so I'm trying to put out content um at least on Sundays and other stuff just because we need to get together, right? This is we are, we are this is who we are. So next Sunday, um 4:30 Pacific time, we're going to jump on for an hour long uh Zoom session. And man, we're just going through the 49ers free agents. Who we want back, who we don't, sharing all that stuff, um, what those salaries are going to look like, projections, and all those things. So if you want to take part in that, the description in this video has the link to our Patreon account. Come join us, and I'll say this as well. Let's say you sign up, you join us, you don't like it, 100% money back guaranteed. But, man, we've got a pretty damn good track record for people that come check it out, they return. Uh, we have a really good time. We do it every month, and so check that out. Um, again, just go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Just search that. It pulls right up, or it's in, the link is in the description of this video. Uh, audio file. wherever you're listening, that's where it's going to be. So come party with us over there, not to mention all the draft videos. I think we put up seven so far today, um, and want to do some more later on today and tomorrow, uh, just breaking down all 22 scout tape on prospects that are going to fit the 49ers. Um, so that's where that's going to be now uh, a couple things. Uh, Steven says the holding call on cup in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that fourth goal. there's so many terrible officiating. And I'll say this. Okay. Let me just say this one. There were bad calls on both sides. That's not what bothers me, right? People want to say, Oh, the face mask penalty against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Don't care. Here is the golden rule of officiating and why coaches get really, really pissed at officials. You have to continue to maintain the consistency throughout the game. You know, here's what I mean by that. If you're calling a game loose, like the Super Bowl was, where you're just going to let them play, we're going to keep our striped selves out of the game. We're going to let them play, and you just keep that consistency, right? You miss the face mask call that gave up a touchdown. Okay, well then you miss the roughing the punter call, which would have been a first down. Two gigantic calls. You let it go. You, you miss. So many different things. Jalen Ramsey had, I think, three holding calls or pass interference calls that she could have called. You let it go. Not upset with any of those things because it's consistent. Until the game is on the line and you throw just a ticky-tack foul to give them an extra four set of downs. Then you do it again on the next play with another pass interference call that was, again, questionable. And you changed, right? So you went from... Very, very loose to super strict. Then you get the Bengals, right? And and again, the game's over, but this is the frustrating part. Everybody wants talks about Aaron Donald as MVP, and rightfully so. He deserved it. He was offsides on fourth and one. The last offensive play of the game that everybody keeps showing, like this amazing play he made, yeah, 100% offsides. I was screaming at the television. It's been documented. It's been proven. Lined up offsides. So you go from calling a loose game to calling just a tight game for a very quick window to help the Rams get into the end zone, and then you go back to calling a loose game. So consistency is key. I don't care about bad calls. I don't. Um, like in games where the 49ers keep getting flagged for pass interference, I'm not really upset about that as long as it's called both sides. You got to call it strict both ways. And whenever it's lopsided, the rest 100% dictated the outcome of the game. Now, did the Rams deserve to win? Sure, I'm fine with that. Um, they sacrificed their future and they cashed in all their chips and they won. Congrats for them. Did they get a lot of help from the refs? You bet your ass they did. Way too much help from the refs. So that's the problem. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible call. Um, so sorry about that, Steven. Uh, that was on me, not on you. Great question. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it, Steven says, if you let them play 58 minutes, let them play the whole game. No need to jump in and shove your face in there. Um, it was fresh. It was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, now, let's see here. Let's talk. Let's go to Trey Lance. Let's talk Trey Lance now. Because this is the 40 ers future. I think everybody understands that. And <laughs> I, I was doing a little bit of research this morning just because I was curious and I'm weird. And so I looked up how many snaps did Trey Lance play. Uh, before I get to that, hold on. I told everybody when we drafted him, Jimmy's, uh, they're keeping Jimmy. They keep saying they're going to keep Jimmy. They're keeping Jimmy. And they're going to follow that whole Patrick Mahomes, you know, this is, I think I even have a podcast listed, titled as this, that you follow the Chiefs' kind of blueprint that they did, where you draft Mahomes, you trade up and draft Mahomes, and then you just sit him. Very raw talent with an insane ceiling. You just sit him. He played one game, and it was a meaningless game, I think it was week 17 that year, because it was one less game. They already secured their, you know... Playoff spot, whatever, they put him out there for one game. How many snaps did Patrick Mahomes play that year? It was 62 snaps. That's all he played, the whole entire year. Now, the narrative, uh, I hate that damn word. The narrative out there is Trey's not ready. Well, how many snaps did Trey Lance play in his rookie year? And I know it's way more complex than this. 179 snaps. So he had 117 more snaps than Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know... Patrick Mahomes, you know, starting experience at the college level at Texas Tech was way better even though he never won. I think he went 500 1 year with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, just he was he was not good. You know, I'm a Longhorn fan so I watched all those games. I mean, you could see the home run ability, but I was wrong. You know, one of my biggest draft misses ever. I was, I had Deshaun Watson number 1 of that class and I thought he should have been the number 1 pick. Um I was pretty off on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I do remember uh, this dude's gonna be the best player of the NFL or he's gonna be out in two years. Like that's that was I wrote on my draft write up on him, and it turns out, you know, I was right. There were there was no middle ground. And it was really smart what Andy Reid and them did just by sitting them and letting them learn. Well, now we're getting all these practice clips coming out because of Javi. Shout out to Javi. Um he's a great, dude. And you're starting to see some of the things that have come out on Trey Lance. And so, like, there's just such a – we haven't seen it in games too much. You go watch the preseason training camp that Texans gave. You can't tell me you're not happy with Trey Lance's development. Good gosh. I mean, it's unreal. But uh, shout-out to David Lechte. Um, He's one of the all 49ers SI group, and he put this out there on Twitter. And so I thought I'd share it because I thought it was good. These are the breakdowns of three quarterbacks through the rookie year only. Trey Lance, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, okay? And he went through four different categories. And I, I, again, this doesn't mean Trey Lance is going to be better or worse or the same. It just means the context and the evidence that we have been given, right? The concrete measurable snaps through a rookie year, it's measurable. You can look at it and you can determine um, just to this point where they are, okay? So interception percentage, Trey Lance. 2.8, Patrick Mahomes, 2.9, Josh Allen, 3.8, best, <laughs> he, he threw more passes than Mahomes, not near as many as Josh Allen, but he had a better interception rate, okay, now let's look at touchdowns per snap, Patrick Mahomes, zero, he didn't have a touchdown, Josh Allen, 2.5, Trey Lance, 3.37, better by a full percentage point. Uh, people forget Trey Lance threw the first touchdown pass of the whole season for the 49ers. You remember that's when they were subbing it and out. Um, he came in through the first touchdown pass week one. Air yards per attempt. Josh Allen, 5.4. Mahomes, 6.8. Lance, 8.6. Almost a full two yards better than Mahomes and three better than Allen. Sack percentage, right? The whole narrative that, oh, he just keeps taking sacks and all those things. Josh Allen, 8%. Mahomes, 5.4%. Lance, 5.3%. Now, obviously, there are going to be categories where Lance is at the opposite end of that. But if this trend continues, and whether you want to count it a trend or not, it doesn't matter. But just from that one microscopic view of rookie year and production and what that looks like, pretty damn obvious. Trey Lance belongs. Trey Lance belongs to be a starting quarterback. It passes the eye test. Dude works as hard as anybody. It's just where it is. So all of these, I'm not saying the 49ers don't need another quarterback. They do. I do not want to go into the NFL season with Nate Sudfield as the number two. No, you need another quarterback. Tyrod Taylor would be the best choice. Uh, you know, sub along those lines. There's options that are out there for sure. But, It doesn't have to be somebody that's going to make Trey Lance sit. It's Trey's time. It's Trey's time. Now, if something falls in the 49ers lap, sure, you take it. Because he's only going to be 22 at the start of the season. You got plenty of time for Trey. But you do want to take advantage of this rookie quarterback deal. Uh, The salary cap space that that gives you moving forward, it's important. Now, speaking of salary cap, let's go to Jimmy G. Do I think that he's going to be traded? Yeah. <laughs> big time, big time. Oh, look at this. Tim, he says, "Does Lance have more touchdowns and less interceptions next year than Jimmy had uh, in this past season?" Well, that's a pretty low bar. Um I'm just going to be really honest with you. If you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, let me pull it up here, he had one of the worst touchdown interception ratios um in the NFL. He had 20 touchdowns and 12 12 interceptions. That is awful. The the metric, and this is like back in the 90s and 2000s and 2010s, the metric was always two to one. A two to one touchdown to interception ratio. That was always kind of where teams wanted to be. Jimmy hasn't hit that. Um Really at all Uh, 2020 before he got hurt. He had seven touchdowns five interceptions and then the Super Bowl run in 2019 He was 27 touchdowns to 13 interceptions right at two to one So like that's the touchdown to interception ratio That's rough. Now. I will say this about Trey Lance The touchdowns running is going to be huge But if you just look at what Trey Lance did this year, right it is how many snaps did he had? we, We said again um, his 179 snaps. He threw five touchdowns and two interceptions. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it So, download the app today. Use code 49ERS49ERS 49ERS, for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Price Picks, Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
2: So like if you just take his two starts, multiply that times 8. I mean again, these numbers probably aren't going to withhold, but if you just look at what he did, right? What's well, 5 times 8? That's 40. I don't think he's getting that much. Uh what's 2 times 8? 16. So it might I don't know, man. Uh, you you take that for what you will. Uh, maybe my mass off is my mass off. You guys just let me know, please. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh Tommy, appreciate the gift, my Freddy says, Oh no, oh no, just tested positive for COVID. Taking the time to learn, study up from your Patreon coverage. Thanks. Uh making a stinky time better. Man, Tommy, get better, brother. Um Get better. Uh, my Just just get better. That's all I got to say, man. Really, really sorry to hear about that. I know a lot of people are going through that. And, uh, man, yeah, just rest, get better, uh, and let us know. Keep us updated, my friend. Keep us updated. Now, so, Tim, to say yes, the touchdown interceptions, yeah, that's going to go up. There's no I, – I don't know, man. I, I don't even think it's close outside of injury. I, I just don't think that those are very low numbers. And that wasn't really what – Jimmy Garoppolo did, right? That wasn't really what his M.O. was. You didn't have Jimmy in there because of touchdowns and interceptions. And so many times you had Kyle on on the record of, eh, interceptions aren't really that big of a deal for him because Jimmy responds. Jimmy was out there for efficiency and third downs. That's what his entire M.O. was. And so but that's not what Trey Lance is. Trey Lance is a home run hitter, right? That's what he is. So I think that's going to be expanded upon. You look at the turnovers. Didn't have one interception his entire freaking, I almost said Super Bowl, championship season at North Dakota State. NFL's different, but he does protect the ball rather well. And Jimmy's never done that. Never, ever done that. Um, So take that for what you want. Mr. Superfly, who's going to be our center for next season? We got to do something about that. So number one, you're hoping it's Alex Mack. If he retires, you got Jake Brindle there or Daniel Brunskill. So you got kind of a two-person race. Ideally, what the 49ers would want, slide Brunskill back over to center, plug in Aaron Banks at right guard. Is he ready? I don't know. It also depends on are you going to re-sign Laken Tomlinson, who's a free agent. I think that you do. That's my number one. Priority free agent signing. Good news is, you look at this draft, it is a wonderful interior offensive line draft. One of the better ones um, that's been out in a long time. I mean, you've got three guys that have kind of a first round grade for interior offensive line play, and you've got another five or six that are going to go in the second or third round. So uh, if you want to draft somebody, that is something that is, you know, there. Now, if you're wanting to look at, let's see here, let's pull up free agency. Um, if you want to look at centers and free agency, there are some players, you know, Ryan Jensen out of the bucks. He'd be incredible. Very expensive. Matt Paredes, Ben Jones, Justin Britt, uh, Billy Price is probably one that fits our system a lot more. That's going to be a cheap option. I don't want to bring him in as a starter, um, but contending, you know, getting some more depth there. Nick Martin, if he could stay healthy, do you bring in an injury riddled player? I don't think so. Like there are options. There are options. But Jake Brindle, who's an unrestricted free agent for us as well, you could get back on a vet minimum deal. We, I don't think there's a lot of you know competition for him. But, yeah, center's a big deal. Offensive line, I think, is the biggest deal. I, and I, you know, Last year, I was the biggest on Creed Humphrey, and that's who I really wanted. We missed it. You know, dudes are all pros, freaking rookie year. We missed that one. Um, so, hopefully, what we got to do now, we got to capitalize next year. Uh, we have a lot of bodies. Somebody's got to pan out. And so hopefully you bring somebody in there. Um, anyway, so l- let's let's talk some Jimmy G trade sh- uh, scenario. Shout out to uh, Chief Jason Pat, uh, awesome guy that I met up with in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that's where we were hanging out. Uh, really, really good dude. And thank you for your service, man. He's a great dude. He put this out there and tagged me in it, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, you know, he said... Should the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo for, tra- for Chase Young? And one, that, that shit ain't happening. Zero <laughs> percent chance. Chase Young is a generational kind of pass rush challenge. If Chase Young was in this draft, he'd be number one pick overall even after his injury, uh, ACLs aren't the biggest deal anymore. Chase Young it would be the number one overall pick this year. Now, was he as good as Bosa? No, but he's still pretty damn good. Um, so 0% chance Jimmy G for Chase Young is happening. Now, I do know Washington put out there, they'd be willing to trade Chase Young for a superstar quarterback. So real quick, let's just define what superstar quarterback. Superstar quarterback means Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. That's it. That does not mean Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. He does not fit into that category. Now, it doesn't mean that Washington would not be fine settling with Jimmy, but it's exactly that. When you're settling for Jimmy, which again, you know, last year I had him at about quarterback 14. I probably put him quarterback 15, 16 right now. Like He's an above average quarterback. Uh, There's 32 teams, so that 16, 17 quarterback is kind of the average, but really most of the bottom guys of that level, you know, once you get down to 25, 26, 27, you're talking Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, like guys that just know, just know. Like this, just know. They're not... Just know, especially whatever you add to it. You know, Tom Brady's gone. Ben Roethlisberger, who was bad, is gone. Like, you're getting some of these guys that are retiring, so it makes it uh, supplies down. When supplies down, demand goes up. Very, very simple economics, right? So, one, Jimmy G for Chase Young, not happening. Um, No, that's just not going to happen. That's fiction. It sounds awesome. Madden trade probably wouldn't even happen. But they do have another edge rusher that I really, really like. And so I put this one out there on Twitter. And I think, again, trying to find from both sides. You put out so many trade requests, right? And you put out you know, like trade like, oh, you know, this. Why don't we just trade for this? Why don't we just trade Jimmy Garoppolo for <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Why don't we just do that trade? It's not realistic, right? It's not going to happen. So what you have to do, and this is something you got to be careful with. You have to put on both hats. Why would Washington do this trade? Or let's find a trade that Washington would be happy with. And so I put this out there. Jimmy G for Montez Sweat. Okay, who's Montez Sweat? If you remember the year we drafted Bosa, uh Montez sweat went sweat went late in the first round. Um, same draft as Bosa. And he's only 25 years old. He's got 21 sacks in three years. Now, is he Bosa? No. But again, he's proven he's young. And he kind of provides exactly what we need. Uh, So again, for example, Bosa has 24 and a half sacks during that same time. Sweat has 21. Now Sweat's played more games because Bosa with his ACL. But again, what do the 49ers want? They saw for a very brief glimpse, D Ford and Nick Bosa out there on the same field, they were the best defense in the NFL. D Ford got hurt. We kind of subsided to a top 10, top 5 defense without that. But they saw for a glimpse... How good this team could be defensively if they had an elite, above-average pass rusher opposite of Bosa. And now we've had some fill-in guys, and you know I hope we bring back Arden Key. I think he's been great. But you can't have enough. And that's kind of the entire philosophy of this front office. Get as many as you can. We don't have enough. Um, I would not be shocked at all. I understand everybody wants to talk about corner, and we will here in a second. Corner's important. But number one priority for me, edge rusher, and then offensive line, then corner would be three for me. Um, that's just my where I'm standing right now. Once free agency happens, that will change some things. But I love this trade. So I put this out there. It got over 8,000 votes in one day. So like, I love the energy and the traffic and you know whatever. And I gave four options. I didn't just make it a simple yes, would you do this or no. I said, for 49ers fans, big yes, do this trade. Big no, stay away. Or... Close but yes or close but no? So I gave four categories just trying to gauge where they are. Here were the results. I was pretty shocked because I thought this would be closer to like an 80, 90% yes. Um, But I understand not everybody watches, you know, Washington football defensive (laughs) tape and sees how how effective he is. Is he as good as Chase Young? No, but he is still very, very good. Uh, You know, I'd kind of put him in that kind of, I don't know, 15 to 20 pass rusher. Um, So again, quarterback, right? Jimmy Garoppolo. That's kind of where I have him. And you swap that for a guy that's still on his rookie deal with a fifth-year option. Um, you know He's only 25 years old. So 42% said big yes. 22% said close but yes. So you're sitting at about 64% of fans that would want to do that trade. Big no, 17%. Close but no, 17%. So 34% that are saying, you know, stay away from it. Um, so it, I, it's interesting. And most of the comments all said the same thing. No, because of the contract, he's on his rookie deal. He's only three point seven million this year. Montez Sweat. So you're going from twenty five million for Jimmy to Montez Sweat, which is you know three point seven. So that's what twenty one million dollar difference cap space. And what would you spend the number forty pick on? You're gonna draft a pass rusher. I'd be cool with that. I would take Montez Sweat over almost any single draft edge in this class. Um Aiden Hutchinson's better player for sure, but if I'm just looking for a pure, proven pass rusher, there's no risk here. Like, that's how good this guy has been, and he would plug in right away. Um, and his fifth-year deal is only $10.5 million. And I, I think a lot of it is, you know, the questions I get, like I keep getting this, oh, we have to extend Bosa this year and Debo this year. No, we don't. No, we don't. Debo, you're going to extend because it's going to help your... Your cap relief situation, because you're going to extend out the deal over so many years. You're picking up a fifth year option on Bosa. That's not going to be super expensive. Yeah, well, actually, hold on. Let me go back just so I could be very frank and honest with these numbers. Uh, Bosa's because he's made more than one Pro Bowl. His fifth year option is going to be twenty million. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, for example, Kyler Murray's fifth year option, he's made more than one Pro Bowl. His gonna be twenty eight and a half million. It's based on the position you play. Um, so you look at Bosa, even though he plays the same position, you know, his is 20.1 million. That's what his fifth year option is gonna be. You look at Montez Sweat, who plays the same position, his is ten and a half million. Why is the difference? Because Montez Sweat hasn't made a Pro Bowl. Whereas Nick Bosa's made two. If Nick Bosa only made one Pro Bowl, his fifth year option would be $16 million. But because <laughs> he's so damn good, um, should have been two-time All-Pro, but he's got a cost. You don't have to extend Nick Bosa this year. You extend Nick Bosa next year. So you pick up the fifth-year option, and he's going to be getting paid. I mean, it's it's going to be record-breaking, um, probably close to twenty five, twenty six million 26000000 a year. That's what it's going to be. So, yeah, I want those players extended. But first-round picks have a fifth-year option, and the player has no say-so. It's 100% up to the team if they're going to pick it up or not. And the only thing that it does do is guarantee versus injury. So you look at Mike McGlinchey, who they picked up that fifth-year option, guaranteed for injury. He got injured. No matter what. Whether he plays next year or not, hopefully he does play, he's getting paid. And I would argue players deserve that. Um, 100% injury I'm always on the side of players getting paid. Always on the side of players getting paid. Um, All right, Tim. He says, would you rather the Niners get back a second for Jimmy or a veteran player of Gilmore's talent level? I think cap space is key, and so that's why I want a player – that is either, one, on a rookie contract, or two, I'd take a draft draft pick. Because you got to be smart with cap numbers. That's why I like Montez Sweat so much. You're getting two cheap years out of him. Two cheap years. And if it's a home run, then you can extend him. If it's a formula that works, that's great. And it's proven. It's not going to miss. You trade him for the number 40 overall pick, Yeah, you're helping your cap relief. What if you get another Aaron Banks? Or do you get another Debo, right? Everybody keeps saying, oh, this this draft class, this front office can't draft. What? Although they can't first three rounds, they suck. What? Nick Bosa, Debo, Ayuk, get out of here. What are, you, what are you talking about? The draft is a 50-50 crap shoot, almost across the board. Now, first, second round, kind of 50%. After that, it gets worse and worse and worse. Yes, we have hit a lot of our home runs in the fifth round or sixth round, and that's a good thing but it doesn't mean we're missing in the first round. Javon Kinlaw, we got to wait and see. He's had one good year, he's had one injured year. We'll see if he comes back and his knees cleaned up and he can play inside, that's a miss. I mean, that's a hit. If his injury sticks around and he can't do it, that's a miss. So we'll see. But first round picks, Mike McGlinchey, that's not a miss. You picked up his fifth year option. Is he an all-star? No. But he's a starting level, starting caliber tackle. Um it's not a miss. You look in that draft. Who would you have rather picked? Colton Miller? Colton Miller's a little better now, but not much better. Like it's not like you missed out on like an all-star player. Colton Miller might be a couple spots up. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know, man. Um people get people get weird there. Um So uh, let's see here, Luke. I really get worried with these outlets expressing Bosa will get thirty to thirty-three million a year. That would be really hard to swing. Um, Yeah, we got max guys all over the field. This is a problem with drafting well. You've got Kittle, highest-paid tight end, left tackle uh, Trent Williams, highest-paid left tackle, a linebacker Fred Warner. uh, Now he's the second highest-paid linebacker. Nick Bosa. That's how good this team is. And so if Debo's going to be getting pretty damn close to it too. That's why you got to take advantage of these rookie level contracts. That is Trey Lance because you got four years left on them because again, fifth year option guys, you got four years left on them. Um, and you gotta, you gotta finesse that. Now, once you get into kind of the whole, you know, Patrick Mahomes deal or whatever, look at Russell Wilson, look at Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes took a very long deal, a very salary cap friendly deal for long-term guaranteed stability. He wanted to help his team. Russell Wilson didn't give a shit about his team and completely crippled that team financially to where they can't do anything. You look at those cap hits. I mean, they're nuts. Um, You you look at what I'm going to say. You look at, you know, Williams, or I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. I apologize. Like, good gosh. (laughs) It's just those it, it ruined his entire team's money. And that's just kind of what it is. Like, you look at these contracts and what it is they're guaranteed, it, it hurts. Let me, like, I'll pull it up for you, the top salaries here, because it cracks me up. People want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's deal, and that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. But the cap hits aren't really what you think they are. Like, it's relatively a friendly cap tip. Matt Ryan is 48 million against the cap this year 48 million. Rodgers, 46 million. That's before an extension. Kirk Cousins 45 million. Deshaun Watson 40. Ryan Tannehill 38. Russell Wilson 37. Like that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Those are cap hits. That's not what they're getting. Those are cap hits. Yeah, I don't know, man. You got to scroll down for a ways. Jimmy Garoppolo 19th highest with 26.9. That's about where he should be. Um it's not a not a terrible deal. Not a terrible deal whatsoever. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with Bosa. Do not expect him to take a team friendly deal. That's not happening um, with his family. You look at what you know his brother did. They're going to get paid, and it's a competition for both of them. And he will beat out his brother on the contract. Uh, make no mistake. All right, let's jump over. Let's talk some corners. Um, you know, I've graded seven so far um, this this week, and I, I've got the process for. Uh, Getting through corners is – or really any any position. I want to say shout-out to a lot of people that are helping me, um, which is awesome, just with, like, simple things like data collection and all that stuff going on. So shout-out to uh, Anthony, Gracie, Kevin, and Josh. These guys are incredible. And so just piling through so much information and snap counts and alignment and stats and just whatever, it, it takes a while. So you do that for a while, which I think we have about 180 players already kind of, you know, data collected through. Then when I start doing background, like I look up, what's their dad do? Uh, What high school they go to? What they do in high – like do they play other sports? What that looks like. And so just finding where they fit. Then you get them into – and I'll steal this from, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who is one of my favorite draft follows. You try to get people clustered first on your first watch, second watch through. And then on your third, fourth watch, you start to be able to bifurcate what – these guys could do better than the other guys and where they belong in these different tiers and all those things. So it's going to take some time, but you got to start at the top, even though the 49ers don't have a top draft pick because you don't know who's going to fall, right? It's not always, you know, as simple as, well, this guy's going to go too early. Therefore, why are we wasting our time with him? Well, that's not the way the draft works. If you just look at last year, there were so many guys that fell. Asante Samuel Jr. fell. Rondé Rondell Moore fell. Aziz Ojalari fell. Like, you had all these guys that just kept falling. Creed Humphrey fell to the end of the second round, pick 63. He's an all pro. <laughs> like, guys fall. So, you have to do your due, due diligence, and I'm all about that. So, the two corners I want to focus on today um, Derek Stingley Jr. for LSU, who I freaking love. I think I, w- I started grading his film two years ago because as a freshman he was one of the best corners in the league as a true freshman started for lsu and won the freaking national championship with him this dude guarded jamar chase every single day in practice whenever they were both freshmen six foot 195 he is a lot of fun so here is one of the clips of our video that we put up on patreon if you want to watch the whole thing head over there uh who is Derek stinley Stingly, sorry. His ceiling, which we'll see here in the very first play, we break down. You can see him up top, six foot, one ninety-five. This is pre-combine numbers. But the attitude and patience that he brings with um his speed and athleticism makes him the rare kind of prototypical corner. Uh, started LSU, you know that. I mean, you could just see him break on this ball. Um, it makes a lot of really good progress quickly. Started as a true freshman on the national championship team with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Had six interceptions as a freshman. Then after that, back-to-back seasons with lower leg injuries, uh, missed a lot of time. But you can see this is 2020 tape versus Texas A&M. He if if he hits what he could become. If he hits what, you know, fills out his shoes so to speak, this is an island corner. This is a type of guy that you literally just put out on the opposing team's best wide receiver and that's it. He's that good. Now, the injuries are an issue. He's got back-to-back years with lower leg injuries, um not the same injuries, one was an ankle, I think, one was a knee, but like injuries are an issue. But this dude, again, number one player coming out of high school, I mean, it's Jalen Ramsey-esque. Now, he doesn't have the physical abilities, but his coverage is top. Now, where is he going to go? This is a guy that could go anywhere in the top 20 picks, probably, but somebody's going to take a chance on him because there's just not that many island-type corners that are out there. That's Derek Stenley. If the 49ers had a chance to get him, and this is kind of the question, right? Would they take the chance on an injury-riddled player? Well, when the upside is as high as it is, Yeah, this guy's so damn good. He's so damn good. Or are you like Paul in the chat where he says, um, injuries next? Like, where are you on that? He's got to fit on there. Some teams will take him off the board. But I'm telling you right now, this dude very, very simply could be the best corner in the NFL. There's no doubt. He has all the tools and ball skills and blanket corner. But is he going to be Jason Ferrett? Or, you know, what's he going to be? What's that look like? So uh, that's Derek Sting- Stingley. And if you want to move on, I get it. Don't have an issue with that. That's fine. My next guy, Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati, he's a big dude. And, you know, I'm not quite sure the 49ers would be interested in a corner like this anymore. You go back four years when they drafted Akella Witherspoon, right? 6'3, 200, almost exact same makeup of Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. I'm not sure they want that anymore, but this dude has not given up a touchdown all year. Zero. This is who Ahmad Gardner is for Cincinnati. This is who he is. He is feisty, he is mean, he is long, and he plays with attitude. That's what he is. You know, one of the best stats that you can find. He's never given up a touchdown. His speed's not great. His change of direction's not great, which, you know, as a 6'3 corner, that's fine. But you can see here, this dude, look at the link there. It's go-go gadget arms, and he does everything, and he's mean. Now, obviously, this is going to be flagged at the next level, but you'll see him here talking after the, the snap here. You see him walking off, talking to himself, pounding his chest. Every single snap is personal for this kid. And that bulldog mentality for a secondary player. I'll say this about Ahmad Gardner. Like he played to the level of talent that was around him. He plays Notre Dame, Alabama. He showed out. He plays, you know, small level school guys. And it just hit his head, didn't seem in it. Now the good news is the NFL, pretty damn good people out there every week. So he can play up to that. Um. Yes, Tim. Uh, both Cincy corners are very, very good. And so usually, what I, I I try two different approaches. Talking about Cincinnati, you're talking about Kobe Bryant, who I like. Um, again, another huge dude, 6'2", 185, much skinnier. Uh, Kobe with the C, awesome name. There's, I love one of my favorite things about going through the draft every year. Is you get some of these like awesome names. Kobe Bryant's definitely one of them. Um, but what what I'm gonna say is this, like what's the 49ers kind of draft central, like idea of a corner seems to be six foot and under they're not going after big guys like they used to now you still got to grade them because look at aaron banks aaron banks i didn't grade aaron banks last year because i looked at his height weight and speed and i was like yeah doesn't fit 49ers they're not going to draft this guy wrong (laughs) trey servant yeah this guy you know he's not a blazer not a one-cut runner he is a one-cut runner but like doesn't fit kyle shanahan's M.O., not going to grade this guy either. Wrong. (laughs) So you got to spread your umbrella. And teams will break tendencies at times um, if they fall in love with something about a player. Ahmad Gardner's got so much to like. So much to like. Um, I'm not quite sure he fits. Might be a little too tall. I think they've kind of moved on from that idea. But again, could be wrong. He's a very quality player. Um, I don't think that he'll be there by the time the 49ers pick. But that's what we're going to do. We are a big due diligence team, and we're going to keep doing that throughout this thing. Now, again, uh, just want to end before we jump out of here. Appreciate you guys. Thank you uh, for all the support. Draft party, baby. Party with Elijah Mitchell, Fred Warder. We're going to be at the S-Bar, which is a brand new club that just started at the Mandalay Bay. It is absolutely incredible. Small, intimate party. We're capping this. It's got a low-number crowd. We're going to be broadcasting the entire draft. It's going to be great. Um, Drinks. Food included. We still have meet and greet tickets available for Elijah Mitchell and Fred Warner where you get to literally meet them, get a picture, and they're going to autograph an 8x10 picture for you and give that to you. Head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. dot com. have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, you can reach me on Twitter. Uh, it's probably the best place to do so, um, at JL underscore Chapman. But um, if you want to email us. Uh, 49 Podcast at gmail.com. That's always the best way. And again, if if you forget any of these things or you're listening to this and driving, just click on the description of this video or podcast, and it's going to have all the information and links there that you're going to be able to set up and go check out. So 49ersrushroadtrip.com, we got that in the setting. Uh, That's going to be there. So really appreciate you guys. Thank you for all that you do as always. Um, And, man, we, we got a lot of content coming out. But until next time, stay strong faithful.